we are officially in the month of March. And that means that I am celebrating women, International Women's Day, and all that it means to embrace equity. That is the theme for International Women's Day this year. And today's guest certainly is someone who embraces that, not just as um, being a part of the larger whole, but also for making other people feel seen, for making people know that they belong, and for having that sense of welcoming to everyone she comes in contact with. Now, you've heard me talk about one of my favorite stores here where I live in the north in Sudbury with a beautiful online boutique. But the owner of the store, Gabrielle Roy, is a proud mother, business owner, and she is truly a dedicated community leader um, who is a a true inspiration to me, someone who I look up to and a role model who um, has made a huge impact on my life. She was born and raised even farther north than where we are right now in Cafiscasing, Ontario, and her entrepreneurial spark ignited at the young age of 13 when she landed her first dream job. Now, her path took her in many directions, as you will learn in this conversation today, but eventually she landed in Sudbury and pursued her true passion, following her true dream to opening her boho fashion boutique, which is called Stitch and Stone. So eight years ago, this beautiful store was born. And if we're looking forward to today, she has an incredible brick and mortar store, uh, a warehouse, an incredible team of dedicated employees and a thriving online store with a client base that spans all across Canada and even over the borders. It was such an honor to, to have this chat with Gabe as she is so affectionately known, and I look forward to sharing this with you. So let's get right into it. Welcome to the Juggle is Real podcast. I'm your host, Andriana Gonko. A few years ago, burnout nearly cost me that happy, fulfilled life that I'd always dreamed of. Every day left me feeling overwhelmed with stress at work, at home, and just with life in general. I felt like I was constantly running and couldn't catch my breath. So I embarked on a journey of finding better balance, of learning how to prioritize my own needs, of shifting my mindset to live with more ease and balance, of learning how to do more without the pressure of doing it all. And I discovered that letting go of the need for a perfect life opened up opportunities to bring in more joy. So I am sharing my experience and my learnings with you so that you don't have to struggle. I want to show by example how liberating and empowering it can be to silence expectations, to learn how to live through the chaos of work and family with grace, joy, and ease. So what do you think? Are you with me? Let's get started. Gabe, welcome to the Juggle is Real podcast. I'm so happy that you're with us. How are you doing today? You're hiding in your car. It's a quiet yes. spot. How are you doing? <laughs> yes, I am doing great. Thank you. I'm having a great Tuesday so far. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, yeah. It's such such a pleasure to be chatting with you. I think I've mentioned this in so many different ways and in, in places and ads and on my social media, but 
everything that you do, I just admire so much and I appreciate it, especially from the perspective of entrepreneurship and the things that you have accomplished, but how you seem to just be doing it with such grace and ease and how it just seems to be so natural for you. And I'm sure that there have been challenges and I'd love to chat about that today, but I, it's such, it's so lovely to see people who are truly just in their zone of genius and doing what they're truly meant to do. So thank you for that. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. <laughs> there certainly is. Um, yes. I'm glad it looks easy on the outside. That's great. <laughs> well, you know what? I think, uh, you know, whatever, whatever we're doing, there's always challenges and there's bumps along the way, but um, I love everything that you're, you're doing right now. So I have heard you speak and I was actually thinking about this as this, this episode um, recording date came near, but I heard you speak and it was for an international women's day event a number of years ago. And as we are in the month of March and we're celebrating this month of, you know, international women's day and month, I just think that it's so beautiful that we've kind of come full circle and we're having this conversation. And I really loved hearing about your start. You know, this, the path for you wasn't always like cut straight and dry. You know, you've gone on some twists and turns. You you're from the North, but way up North, like north <laughs> yeah. as far as cap is gazing. And you had, you know, some early, you know, insights into retail, but then you, you, you know, went to school, you worked in a, a healthcare, a corporate environment, you helped your husband in his business pursuits, and then you realized your own dreams to start your own business. So I would just love to hear mm -hmm. about those steps and the journey that you've taken to opening the doors to Stitch and Stone and that journey to entrepreneurship and, and where you are today. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Like you mentioned, I definitely have kind of, I call it a winding road. If you, if you like to call it that um, mine was, I feel like um, I dabbled in many different things before I kind of finally found my thing. Um, but truthfully, you know, you're right. I started, I grew up on campus casing and my first job was working retail at this, um, it was called the dugout. It was a sports store. And at the time I was very sporty. So I loved that job. And my boss was a woman. And back then there really weren't, well, in my small town, there really weren't too many women business owners. You know, every time you go into a store, the owner was a man, you know, at, everywhere. And this was a sports store and she was a woman and she was running this, this store and she was an entrepreneur. And I looked up to her so much and, um, she was kind of like my first mentor, I guess you could call it. I always, I just, I worked there through high school and I always hoped one day I would own my own store. I just, I loved the people. I loved the challenge most of the time. Like once I got older and I was in grade 12, she would leave for periods of time and I would take care of the store. And I felt like, you know, I was the boss and I was like, wow, I, I just loved it so much. I loved all aspects of retail. Many people don't understand that. They're like, why do you work in retail? I love retail <laughs> because I, it, I know it's not for everybody. Um, but it's for me. I, I love the challenge. I love, you know, so many of our customers have become family. Um, so I really loved it. Um, but fast forward, you know, then I got a little bit older and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to college. So my dream was to be a physio. So I went to school, um, and kind of pursued that Avenue and, you know, got the full-time job at the hospital with the pension and the benefits and mom and dad were proud of me and that whole thing. And I did that for about, I'm going to say about five to seven years, somewhere in that neighborhood. And, um, it's a really hard thing to come face to face with when you realize that, you know, your dream career, the, the, 
where you went to school for and you, and everybody has all the expectations for you um, to let everybody down. I think that was the hardest thing. I was realizing mm-hmm. that that wasn't for me and, you know, I had finally landed the full-time job. I'd finally got the benefits, you know, cause you bounce around in um, part-time positions and I finally got full-time and I did that for a few years. And I, I just remember like having such a hard time in that role and in that environment and realizing it wasn't for me. So I let everybody down around me, my parents and, you know, but they were okay with it obviously after a while, but it's just, it was more me, you know, I was embarrassed. I was finally kind of quitting and um, pursuing something that I had really wanted to do. And I mean, during that time as well, like we talk, I hear you talk about burnout a lot and, you know, I um, was working two jobs for a very long time. So I was maxed out, super burnt out. And I just had to start making some changes. So I did some other things, which I won't bore you with, but I I definitely did some other entrepreneurial stuff in the corporate world. So I did that for a little bit. Um, And then um, full circle, I remember having kids and I was a new mom and I had a new body. And I remember trying to go shopping and my shopping experience wasn't the greatest for me. You know, I had went to the mall and I was like, I don't fit in American Eagle pants anymore. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, I just was having like a really hard time and I've always been very unique. I mean, I I think as most people know, I I have a different style and um, I just couldn't find my place where I kind of fit in. You know what I mean? I was finally like growing as a woman. I was finally coming into my own and I was like, man, like I go to the mall or I try to go to different stores and it just wasn't my vibe I call it you know and um I also remember going into a boutique um kind of a higher end boutique um down south and I remember thinking okay I have money I have a job I'm I'm gonna go to this store and I'm gonna treat myself and get myself a nice outfit and somebody can help me and dress me and that whole thing and I went in and I'm most of the time if people see me I'm usually in a tube, I'm usually dressed very comfortable. So I was probably in sweatpants with a hat on and a big coat. And I went in and I remember feeling like I didn't belong there, you know, like immediately they're like, oh, like, you know, and I'm like thinking I'm in sweatpants. I need help. <laughs> like this should be the opposite of what people should be feeling. You know, when you go into a store, people should feel welcome. They should feel like if they need a hand, the, the staff are there to help. There's no judgment, you know, um, if I want to go in my sweatpants, I'll go in my sweatpants, but give me a hand and help me out, you know? And I just thought like the whole fashion world had this very kind of cliche thing. Like you had, you have to kind of like fit into that world. And I just never felt like I fit in there, you know? And, and that's kind of how Stitch was born really. I thought, you know what? I just feel like I want to create a space where it's like going into your best friend's closet or like very homey. I want it to smell good. I want you know, the aesthetics to be beautiful. I want the staff to be welcoming and I want people to be able to come in and dress however they want. You know what I mean? Some people might feel really great in a power suit and heels and that's amazing. And other people might feel really great in a boho dress and a hat and that's their power suit. You know, everybody's different. So I really wanted a place where people could embrace their vibe. So that's how Stitch was kind of worth. That's kind of my winding journey. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. And a few things like that just came up as you're telling us this story, which is really, really cool to hear. I think for so many of us, we've kind of journeyed down the path that we felt was safe, 
right? Like the Mm -hmm. conservative, what we thought was expected of us or what we thought Mm -hmm. we should be doing. And, um, I think that, that many of us, you know, can relate to that and having that moment where maybe we have realized whatever those goals were that we created for ourselves because of outside expectations or because of what Mm -hmm. we thought our life should look like. And, and you kind of come up short and you're at this point where you're like, okay, so I'm doing what I said I was going to do, but it's not feeling great with me. And I think that's so courageous of you to actually see that in yourself and, and, you know, doing the things, you know, leaving a safe job, a pension and benefits and all of the things that people think are, you know, put up on a pedestal and say, that's what the, the ideal job Mm. would have is, you know, have all all of this safety, but to, Mm. to be able to turn that down, knowing that it truly wasn't meant for you. I think Hmm. a lot of people grapple with that and, or Mm. are grappling with it because they're like, "Mm, you know, how, how can I turn my back on being safe, especially Mm. if you have a family to go, you know, to go for what you wanted to go for your passion and to, to truly follow your heart. And so Mm -hmm. I, I applaud you for this and I admire you for this. (laughs) And I have to say that having been in your store so many different times and, you know, different stores over the years, as well as your online store, I can truthfully say that what sets it apart, this, this unique, you know, differentiator is that you truly do feel a very welcoming vibe. When you walk in the doors, you feel that sense of belonging and you really feel seen because, you know, there are so many different options and, you know, different styles of clothing, different sizes, you have, you know, clothing, um, in a a large size range, and then you have, you know, different items for the home and and things that make people feel really, you know, wonderful. So I -hmm. think that, um, being able to see that in yourself and, and take mm-hmm. that step forward. It se- seems so natural. It looks so normal. It like, it's just, <laughs> it looks like, you know, you've been doing this your whole life. It's truly what Aww. you're meant to be doing. And Aww, you have this you. role of being this business owner of this beautiful retail channel, but you know, this wasn't always the reality. So now that you're in the position that you're in, you can look backward. You can see this, this journey that you've been on. What would you say was that biggest factor that drove you to pursue and follow your dreams and start this business? Or what were oh. fears that you had to overcome in order to, to yeah. be where you were? Yeah, I think what happens, I, and I mean, I think a lot of women will understand this. I think when, when you work really, really hard and, you know, you hit burnout, a lot of things happen when you hit a burnout. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of like self-realizations that come out of that. Um, um, there's a lot of things you really kind of start to realize you have to make some changes in order to make, you know, you really start to realize that you're not happy, you know, and that's truthfully what had happened. I just felt like, my cup was like completely empty. My soul was sucked dry. I was like, I just felt like an imposter. Truthfully, I just felt like this is not the life I'm supposed to be living. Um, I, yeah. And, you know, in those moments, I think like you're so much at rock bottom that taking a risk really isn't anything. You know, a lot of people are like, oh my God, I can't believe you took the risk. Like you must've been so scared. And really, I kind of felt like I had nothing to lose because I was so, like I said, like, empty inside. I was like, you know what? The only other way is up. That's how I felt. And Uh so I think hitting that burnout was a really big turning point because I had been working so much. I was working at the hospital and I was working my husband's job and I, I loved working. I've always been a workaholic. I really, really loved it, but I wasn't, I was working like 80 hours a week doing things that weren't for me. I wasn't filling my cup whatsoever. Um, I had lost all my creativity. I was very creative in my life. And 
I was doing these very like corporate-y, um, you know, different things that just weren't fulfilling whatsoever. So I just took a shot. I was like, you know what, I'm going to start <laughs> doing things that are authentic to me. And, and, you know, when I opened my first store, I remember taking the paper down, there was a line up out the door. And I remember taking the, I, I could cry thinking about it, taking the paper down off the windows to like, finally, like reveal our store. And I thought, it was like taking my clothes off in front of a thousand people, you know, because it was me. It was like everything about it was like authentically me, you know? And so I finally felt like I had found my thing. You know what I mean? I was like, this is it. You know, this, everything about my business is a reflection of who I, who I am. You know, I don't think there's anything else. I can't fake it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, this is just, this is me, you know, and it just felt, it felt right in my heart, in my soul, my cup was full. And so, yeah, that was kind of what led me to, to take the jump, I guess, burnout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I can relate. I can relate. I think a lot of people can, but I think what's so yeah. cool is that I'm, you know, you, it's not like you're working any less or less hard than you were no. before, you know, you still yeah. are, are, are doing, um, a lot within your business inside and outside of your business. But mm -hmm. I think the, the big changes and what has shifted is that you're actually doing something that you truly yeah. love that you actually yeah. really want to be doing. And it, and it's, yeah. it's, um, you know, it's, it's, I think that, that differentiator. And I yeah. mean, my best friend is a physiotherapist and that is yeah. so fulfilling. Like, I think that was her destiny and the role that she yeah. was meant to play. She's yeah. also a business owner exactly. as well. So it just show yeah. goes to show you that, you know, we all have unique paths and unique right. um, passions. And so to be able to tap in and to actually give yourself enough space to pause and listen. And sometimes it is perhaps forced upon us when we have to, mm -hmm. you know, face burnout or, you know, face mm -hmm. illness or face challenges that force us to look at it. But if we can mm -hmm. just be quiet enough to ask mm -hmm. ourselves the question of like, mm -hmm. what, what do I really want, you know, and mm -hmm. listen to that answer and uh, yeah. be able to push forward. I love, I love that you've been able to do that. And mm -hmm. um, it's interesting because you, you started your, your entrepreneurship journey with, with having children. So many mm -hmm. of us are navigating entrepreneurship and motherhood. Some of us are in a corporate space, maybe with a side hustle. Some of us have, mm -hmm. uh, you know, our business owners, some of us are in a corporate environment, but some had kids and then they started the business like you, others had the business first and then they mm -hmm. had children. So how old were yeah. your kids when you started stitch and stone? Um, my daughter was two and my son was five. So they were just wow. little peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back, I honestly don't know how I did it. <laughs> it's kind of wild, you know, I don't know, but yeah, they were little, they were really small. Mm -hmm. So I any challenges? Husband, so yes. <laughs> yeah, that was very helpful. So someone who really, he believed in your, your dreams. He's always been in my court. Yeah. Like, and he's been a very supportive husband. So truthfully, I could have never done it without anybody who would have been so supportive. You know what I mean? Like when I told him, like so many husbands or partners could have been like, are you crazy? Like, what are you doing? Quitting the hospital or whatever. And I mean, he knew what, what kind of position I was in. I just was like, not happy. you know, it's very not happy. And, um, you know, when I told him, I said, I don't know, I'm thinking of doing this. I think it'd be really great. I'll try it. He was like, go for it. I was like, Oh my God, really? Like anytime I want to do something, he's like, yeah, you should do that. I'm like, you should tell me no sometimes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Maybe you should say no, no, but he's always been so supportive. And, you know, 
Stitch has had so many, has evolved so much over the years. And every time I'm like, I want to go into a bigger store. I wanted to, you know, do a pop-up in Muskoka. I want to do, he's like, yeah, that's a great idea. He's just always supported me. And, you know, and, and he's been such a great partner with the kids. You know, that's the hardest thing, right? Is if I'm not at work, who's watching the kids. And, you know, he's been, if I'm not around, he's like, I got it. Like I've got the kids, you know? So I've been, I couldn't have done it without a supportive husband like him. So I've been very, very lucky in that sense. So <laughs> I got That's off track. Incredible. <laughs> That's yeah. incredible. No, I think that it's so important to mention because, mm-hmm. you know, they say it takes a village in motherhood, which it certainly it really does. does. Some yeah. of us have more support than others. Some of us have more supportive people than others mm-hmm. in our lives. Yeah. And so, um, being that your husband, someone who's so close to you was so supportive, I think truly is a blessing. Um, mm-hmm. but also being able to reach out to, you know, create community and, and everything that you've done with, you know, the team that you've built, the people mm-hmm. that you hire, the people that you surround yourself with, I think is also a true testament of, of truly, um, having that village of support, but also, you know, mm-hmm. being able to lean on others in order to, to realize your dreams. So I would just mm-hmm. love to know, you know, it sounds like, you know, your husband has certainly been a, a great blessing to you. Any mm-hmm. challenges or other blessings that you can, you know, kind of look back on and say, you know, you overcame the hurdles because of it, um, you mm-hmm. know, in entrepreneurship or motherhood? Mm-hmm. Well, I think like being a mom and being an entrepreneur is truly unique. Um, and I think anybody who goes through it will tell you the same thing. Um, I think on my biggest challenges as a mom and an entrepreneur is being away from my kids. And like, when I'm at work, my brain is with my kids, you know, and when I'm with my kids, my brain is with my work. It's, it's so I've, I've struggled so much in the last eight years. And I think a lot of entrepreneur, women, entrepreneurs, mom, entrepreneurs will still say the same is trying to be present. Okay. You're at work, focus on work. The kids are good, you know, and now you're with the kids, be present with the kids and work is fine. You know, separating those two are just blurred lines. And I don't think there's any way around it. I think it's just learning how to manage, manage the two and, um, try to stay balanced somehow. Um, that's, I think being been my biggest struggle. Um, you know, I missed out on a lot of my young kid's life in the first five years of my business because I worked so much and I had to, I had to do what I had to do to get it going. So looking back, that's been really hard for me to look back on and just think of how much I missed. Um, but I think maybe the blessing now is that my business is more established. It's been eight years and I, I think COVID had a lot to do with this was just making me realize, um, time goes by really quick and, um, I had to make some changes. So, you know, I, I really made an effort on having the right team behind me. I have an amazing team who I can lean on and rely on so that, I can be home with my kids for dinner. You know, that is my biggest thing. I want to be home for my kids for dinner. If I have to go to work after, then fine, so be it. But I just, I need two to three hours from like four to seven because otherwise, when am I going to see them? And before you know it, like my son is 14 right now. Like I have like four years left, you know, I already feel him slipping away. He's going into teenager, you know, stage. And I'm like, yes, you know, so- (laughs) I just, I try, if I can get two hours with them every day, you know, that is like, that's my time. So I've really, I've really, I step away from work. I'm like, work can wait until like seven or 8 PM or it can wait until the next day. It's still there the next day, you know, where before I didn't do that. I was like, I have to do it. I have to get it done. You know, I'll see the kids later. And and now I'm like, okay, 
the time is now like my kids are at such a crucial age now. So the blessing is now, you know, I've worked so hard for so long that I'm trying to prioritize those times that are really important for my family and being able to step away a bit now because I have an amazing team, you know, I, I, and I can do that. So that's, that's my blessing right now. (laughs) Oh, that's so great. And I mean, you know, um, I love that you're carving out that time in that space and you're, you're prioritizing the things that truly matter to you, you know, motherhood, entrepreneurship, like it's always changing. There's adventures and there's difficulties, there's challenges, wins and everything at every turn. And like you said, burnout is a factor, especially for female leaders who have children, it was part of your experience. It was part of my experience. And in already, you know, experiencing that, I I would love to know, um, you know, you give so much to your career and your business. You give so much to your family. How do you take care of your own needs? How do you, you balance those priorities mm-hmm. within your family and your business life to carve out a little space for Gabe? <laughs> I would love to know. <laughs> well, I always watch your stories and it's so inspiring because I love all the things you do to like, one day I want to be like you. I'm like, wow, I would love to incorporate those things into my life. It just looks so amazing. So one day I need to learn those things from you. But um, a funny thing that I've started to do, which is probably hilarious to many, many people, is um, I started to play tennis. And it's a funny thing. I used to be a racket, but I used to play Valentine like forever ago. And my daughter started playing tennis. I was like, oh man, this looks fun. I'm, I would like to start to play. And so anyways, make a long story short, I started playing about nine months ago. And it's the first time in eight years that... I take out an hour a day. I play five days a week. I take an hour a day to go play because I may, I'm not great at it, but my mental health is so much better for it. I'm happy. Oh my gosh. I can't even tell you, like, I know, you know, whatever you're doing, like as an entrepreneur, whether it's meditating, yoga, it's going to the gym, whether it's taking a nap, whatever it is, I think it's just so important to carve out that time during the day and I make it happen. I'm like, I'm going, I'm playing for an hour. I feel so much better. I'm happy. I can get on with the rest of my day. Um, and I've just really, truly realized how much, how important it is to my health. You know what I mean? My mental health, my physical health, all that kind of stuff. So I feel a lot better for it. So yeah, I play tennis once a day. Yes. <laughs> just love so to funny. whack that ball, so get all, all that. It's very therapeutic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Totally. So I, I don't know that I have like the, the cardio, like the stamina to be able to run around a court like that, but I certainly yeah. appreciate that's, that's awesome. I love to hear it's that. Workout. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because you know what? You are known for wearing so many hats, no, literally yeah. you're wearing <laughs> yeah. a ball cap. You can't see right now. You're wearing a hat right now, but I love, like, oh. I don't know that hats were super in when you started wearing them. I feel like they're so much more mainstream now, but I mm. always love seeing like, you're always wearing a hat and you look so yeah. cool all the time, <laughs> but you're known for wearing so many hats, literally metaphorically. Yeah. So I love that you are turning to some self-care when you take off the mom hat, the boss hat, business hat, all of the things that you're finding that space for yourself. And, um, you know, I would just, I would love to hear from you just in terms of taking action. Like you've mentioned how you've sort of overcame some of those fears, you know, you saw within yourself that you needed to make a change in your life, even in, you know, it maybe wasn't the quote unquote perfect time for you. And I don't know that there ever is a perfect time. You had young children, you had a safe career, your husband was busy. There was a lot on the go. So for the listeners who might want to start a business or might want to leave the role that they're in to start something new or, uh, you know, a side hustle or something, Mm -hmm. maybe they're scared. They're not sure where to start. Do you have any Mm -hmm. advice that you can offer? Mm. 
Yes. Um, I always lead with my gut. I mean, that's something I've done my whole life in, in every, um, every single little journey that I've been on, um, to get to here. And you always have to, um, follow with your heart, be authentic to yourself and truly lead with your gut. Cause I just truly feel like those things will not steer you wrong. And listen, I've listened to my gut and been on some weird paths. I'm like, why am I here? I start like, how did I get here? You know, but all those things, like all those little things that got me to here were stepping stones. You know what I mean? Like all of those things I, I learned new, um, I learned new things. I met different people. Um, I, I gained new skills, whatever it was. I'm telling you the number of jobs I have done, but they were all so important. And I tell all my staff that, you know, even the girls that work for me, I mean, the girls up at the store, most of them are university girls. They're not going to be with me forever. Um, and you know, so I try to inspire them sometimes. And I'm like, I know right now, this is just a retail job for you guys, you know, but look at it this way. Like you're learning how to communicate with people just because it's just a retail job, you're going to take away skills from this job. They're going to help you in another position in your life. You know, so every time you get something new, don't look at it as, oh, it's just a job. You're there for a reason. For some reason, reason the universe kind of guided you in that direction and learn from it. You know what I mean? It's there for a reason. And you're going to look back on it in years to come and go, oh my gosh, like at that time, I thought it was useless, but you know, I met this person who connected me to this job or there's, I just feel like, there's just always a reason for those different paths we take. So I always say, just listen to your gut. And, you know, I think we have to be doing things in our day. We work, you know, eight, 10, 12, 14 hours a day, whatever it is doing. It has to be something you love and something that fills your cup. You have to feel fulfilled during the day. Um, or I think you're going to get to a point where you're going to hate it and you're going to quit and you're going to move on. I mean, that's just the reality, right? I think unless we feel fulfilled and we feel like we're making making a difference and there's a purpose to what we're doing then I feel like you'll probably just move on so that's my advice <laughs> love it love it mm-hmm. I, my first job was a hostess um and I yes. can say that so many takeaways from that just like that's learning how nice. to communicate have yeah. a conversation just randomly chit chat with someone that you exactly. don't know have nothing in yeah. common with uh you yeah. know just shoot the breeze skills yeah <laughs> absolutely as well as pointing to tables I'm really great yeah. at that handing out menus <laughs> yeah. I would love to know like you you mentioned following your gut and I don't know that if you've um looked into human design if you've looked at your profile or what your human design um profile is I would love to know more about that but what does that mean for you to follow your gut? Is it a feeling? Is it like, do you see a color or do you hear mm-hmm. sound or is it like something literally it's like a, you get a feeling in your stomach yeah. area? Yeah. I, for me. Yeah. I mean, I just, well, that's a good question. I've never been asked that before. It's definitely a feeling. Honestly, I feel like I'm very intuitive. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. Sometimes I can honestly just it's going to sound ridiculous. I don't know. I just, I usually can tell, I can usually tell, you know, where the universe is trying to guide me. Do you know what I mean? I can usually feel that. I don't know. I just think, I think you have to be open enough in your heart and in your mindset to be able to listen. Do you know what I mean? And you said it a little while ago in our conversation. Um, those moments when everything's really quiet and you can just 
listen. Those are some of the most important times I think in making important decisions. Um, I think being able to, um, yeah, just listen to what the universe is trying to tell you. Do you know what I mean? Um, I a do. lot of times yeah. it's scary, but I, I think I, it's, I just don't think it's going to steer you wrong. So I'm open. I'm very open to that kind of stuff. So I often listen. All my friends always say, they're like, oh gosh, what has the universe told you, told you now? I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, because I don't know, I'm just very open to that. And I think you just have to really listen to your gut and to what the universe is trying to tell you. And if it's a strong feeling to tell you to go North, then you should go North, <laughs> you yes. know, whatever that direction may be. I think you just have to follow it. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because I think when you speak to people who are successful, like yourself, people who have, you know, followed their passions and pursued things that maybe weren't the, you know, the, the most conservative choice for them. I think they all can credit their success to being able to tap into that, that, mm -hmm. that intuition, be able to say like, you know what, it just didn't feel right for me, but this mm -hmm. did, and this felt better. Mm -hmm. So I just followed that. And so I love, yeah. I love that, that, that you mm -hmm. can, that you can say that you're doing that. And a lot of entrepreneurs credit their personal mindset. Are there things that you're doing? Are do, do you, have you read any particular books or do you do coaching or is there any sort of like mindset work that you keep yourself mm -hmm. motivated? Because as an entrepreneur, like there's, it's you, right? The buck stops at mm -hmm. you. So you yeah. have to not only, you know, motivate yourself to wake up early on a Saturday morning and try on yeah. 50 outfits for Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Like you are the one who has to, you know, you're the face, yeah. you're the brand, you are, you mm -hmm. know, the people who are motivated, you're the one who's motivating your mm -hmm. team. So mm -hmm. like, what do you do to, to be able to do that for, be there yeah. for others? Unfortunately, I haven't been able to, t like, I really haven't been able to do all of those mindset kind of things, which I think is so inspiring. And I think I'm getting there. I'm going to be able to take space and time to start doing that a little bit more for me. What motivates me, honestly? Oh my gosh. Um, I love my customers. I truly do. I think they really inspire me. A lot of people say like, who inspires you? And I say, truthfully, my friends, my, my mom, my, my family members, other women in the community, you know, oftentimes I just you know, being with different people and, and watching them live their life, they inspire me. And like, and how to run my business or what kind of clothes to buy. Or sometimes I'll see my friend walk by and like, Oh, wow. I love those jeans and that outfit, you know, like everyday women inspire me and motivate me. Um, I think my team really inspires me. Truthfully. I, I work with incredible, um, women and truthfully, this was a dream of mine. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, entrepreneurs success is a dollar amount for me. It's the people that I get to spend my day with. That was my dream it was being able to have a team where I could walk into my space and laugh with, cry with, have fun with, um, you know, work incredibly hard with, um, because of other places that I had worked where I really didn't enjoy the environment and the negativity. Um, that was a big driving force to, to my business was, you know, success to me is being able to walk into my space every day, say, good morning. We grab our tea, we get to work and it's just, a positive, loving environment. And that is something I've always wanted. And we finally have gotten there, you know, and I'm like, this is, um, anyways, I kind of went off track, but my team inspires me very, very much. And it was something I've always really, really wanted was to be, um, surrounded by other amazing women. And 
I am. So I'm very lucky. <laughs> well, it, it shines through. It truly does. It, And I think for those who have shopped in your store or even online, how you curate things and how you put things together is like none other. And you do such a great job. And I think oh, the you. heart <laughs> and the spirit and the energy, um, like you mentioned, it, it is such a vibe that is so unique and, and beautiful. So Stitch and Stone, definitely one of my favorite places just to go and to scroll through and to follow along. So I hope that everyone else can Thank do that you. as well. Just to end on a fun note, I would love to know what your favorite sort of go-to <laughs> boss mom look is. Oh, that my gosh. <laughs> the boss mom look for just owning yeah. your awesomeness. I know that, yeah. you know, it's different for everyone. What is that? Like yeah. how, what, what are you wearing when you feel most authentic to yourself? Oh, my favorite outfit. Well, it doesn't, it isn't geared to today's type of weather, but I love having a flowy floral fun dress on with my hat and probably Converse or a sneaker of some sort because they must be comfortable. Um, either that or I love my big oversized hoodies and, you know, my hat, my jeans, either one of those type of outfits, depending on my mood, those are my two favorite looks. <laughs> love it. Love it. Gabe, yeah. thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Where can we find you when we want to go look for Stitch and Stone? Oh, yes. Well, of course, up on the Kingsway at 1332 um, Kingsway or online at stitchandstone.ca. Beautiful. Thanks so much for, for all you. of your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. I'm sure you could feel the spark and the energy that Gabe just emanates whenever she speaks about her store and following her dreams and really pursuing her passions. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. There are links in the show notes to take a look at the online boutique at Stitch and Stone and to follow them online for all of the boho chic inspired fashion that they offer. I've loved having this conversation with you. As you continue to celebrate International Women's Day all throughout March, I hope that you look to embracing equity, just doing everything and going above and beyond, not only for yourself, but for the women around you. We can all play a, a, a huge part in being included and including others. And that is something that Gabe has done. So I will leave you with that. If you like this episode, can you do me a favor and give this one a rating? write a quick review, share it with a friend, share it on your stories on Instagram and tag me at Andreana G. Until the next time, take good care.